No, that is so awesome. What are you? Oh, oh, you brought a beverage today, did you? I always have something. I hadn't noticed. Oh, remember last Bingo. last time I was drinking pineapple Fanta. Fanta. It's Whatever. water with uh, like oh, flavoring in it. Because oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm a I'm a child and I can't drink normal water. Normal water is icky and gross, and yeah. so I have to put sugar in it. And then I'm like, okay, I'll drink it. <laughs> now I'll, I'll be drink hydrated. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a child. It's fine. All right, welcome back. We are in it, episode ten. Yes, Living Shema. Yes. Today we're going to talk about this idea that um that there's there's one God and his judgment and we are we need to be agreeing with the judgment of God whether or not we like it. In this idea of living shema of of loving the Lord our God um with all our heart, soul, mind and strength. There's that means that we have to love every aspect of God. We have to love his love. We have mm. to love his joy and his peace. Those are all easy. But we also have to love his wrath, right? We have to love. Yeah, we're gonna be. We're gonna we have to be love like his jealousy, his anger, right? And and we have to love his judgment. What he decides is right and wrong, whether or not that jives with us. Mm. We have to. We have to love that and submit to that. And I think that's a relatively difficult concept to to swallow certainly one for me yeah um so that submission that what you're talking about is total surrender right there yeah 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 that's what you're talking about when we say one judge we're all talking about okay all rise you can't have nobody sitting down when he walks in you can't be like nah mm -mm. i didn't like i don't really he's not my favorite he's like no he's the only one right right everybody's in agreement with what he says because it's going to happen well, you you had mentioned off air some of some passages that you wanted to bring up in regards to this and how we kind of get a better understanding yeah. of yeah. this this okay. idea or this truth that there yes. is indeed one judge. Yes, I want to look at okay. So set up the one judge. I want to look at one of my favorite passages that puts God up there, and there are passages that talk about Him being specifically judged in many ways. God is used as a title that pretty much just relates to he's the one who determines what is right and sets the standard. God has a whole bunch of titles and names in the Bible, ancient of days, right? Um, he's the one who opens and closes doors and nobody opens them and shuts them, right? Nobody gives him counsel. All these things associated with his names and descriptions mm-hmm. and all that jazz. But one of my favorite ways of God being presented is just how he's described and how he's poised and like what he's doing. So for instance, in Habakkuk 3, it, it, this isn't even one I was even thinking about until you set that up. And I love the way you set that up. Habakkuk, like who goes and reads Habakkuk? People who love the word who, of God do. I didn't Habakkuk. know people pronounced it like that. I always say Habakkuk. Habakkuk. I've heard that. Habakkuk. It just sounds so, how does anybody, first of all, who does even knows how this stuff is said? I've been yeah. an Arabic guy. Wait, on hold on, plane. hold on. Uh-oh. I want to, just as a test, the book in scripture um, that has Onesimus in it. What do you call that book? Onesimus. Onesimus, the slave. It's only one chapter. Oh, Philemon or Philemon. Philemon, you call it Philemon or Philemon. I've heard someone. No, I call it Philemon because I'm normal. No, (laughs) you you got it right. People call it Philemon, like Philemon. I believe. (laughs) Give me a break. First of all, that's not their name. So, so Habakkuk. What did you say? 
I'm, I'm just saying. I don't even remember I what I said. Now I don't uh, yeah. even remember what I said. So he says, "Where are we?" Oh, okay, <laughs> thank you, Habakkuk. I'm just talking to you now. All right, Habakkuk, uh, chapter two, verse nineteen. Okay, cool. All right, so he says, <clears throat> "No, I'm gonna start verse eighteen. What? Pro- I better get a different trend. No, whatever. This is the King James. I'm gonna update myself. Okay, what profiteth the graven image?" That the maker thereof hath graven it, or carved it. The molten image, and a teacher of lies, that the maker of his work trusteth therein to make dumb idols, or idols that can't talk. Woe, or warning unto him, that saith to the wood, awake, and to the dumb or the mute stone, the, 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 stone, the stone that can't, can't speak, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Arise, it shall teach. Behold, it is laid over with gold and silver, and there is no breath at all in the midst of it. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Mm. Oh, yes. Like, I like that. Uh, Psalm 113, another one of my favorite ones. He's high above all the nations and his glory is above the heavens. It's like, whoa, he is mm-hmm, right way up there. Watch out. Are you, you remember that Disney movie, Hercules? You remember yeah. when the, pro, the fates are like prophesying about what's going to happen to Hades? Yeah. Or that whatever the dude's name is, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, mm, Hades rules. Like, <laughs> I remember rewinding that part over and over and over again as a kid because that's the feeling we all want to have. Mm, yeah. yeah, win, win, success, success, boom, pow, you know. Yeah. And that's totally like how it is about the Lord. And then Habakkuk goes into this prayer basically doing that, except there is no like bad news. We're like, you know, Hades, he's like, oh, snaps, I'm going to lose, though, right? But with the Lord, he has this, and we're all like, mm, yeah, God rules. And then we do that forever. We're like, I told yeah. you. And I knew he was the man. Yeah. I knew he was the man. And that's yeah. who we're rising for. That's the judge. He's our hero. We want to, yes, go, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Like, I totally want to be a part of that, and that's what we get to be a part of. And not like later when we're in heaven. But like right now, as I look through this word and I say, whoa, as I've received the judgments of God regarding what is evil and what separates us from him, I don't want to practice that anymore. And somehow, by the grace of God, I know it's real because the power that came by faith, I am an instrument of righteousness now. I'm walking in a different direction. Like sin is fading from my life in its intensity and its hold and its grip. And I'm in freedom to do what is so right and good. And it is, it's exciting. Mm. Right? The judgment of God has led to my awesome marriage. The judgment of God has led to our wonderful friendship and yeah. brotherly love that comes without hesitation or flinching. I mean, <laughs> I am so rich with friends and just neighbors even. It just, because of Jesus, when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he's able to make even his enemies be at peace with him. That's a judgment mm. of God. And it's so true. I have people that I've had problems with, but at least we're cool. At least we're cool because that gentle answer turns away the wrath, baby. Mm-hmm. When there's no pride. You can't have strife, baby. This is the judgments of God. His word is awesome. So when we agree with him, oh, it's so good. But I find 
continually, as we always will, regardless of how we're involved in the conflict among people, there's, especially with young people, but primarily it's rampant among churches, right? Whatever, whoever call themselves a group of people that come together to worship Jesus, but they just can't seem to get it right. They keep fighting right. and breaking up. Right. And you find that the source of it is they don't know who the judge is. Right. And they don't know his judgments. And so when you try to do life together and you don't know what the laws are and what the rules of engagement are, it's hard to engage with one another. If you don't if you don't know what to break up over and what to commit over, it's so confusing. Yeah. It's like Yeah, I, I think that th- this is mm. th- this is a lesson that that the church people are relearning this or have to relearn it over and over again who who is the one judge who yeah. makes the rules yeah, yeah. and that it doesn't it doesn't come down to um it doesn't come down to what the world could influence in, influence us into mm-hmm. but it hasn't that's not a that's not a modern idea this has mm-hmm. been around since the beginning of the world yeah. this is why yeah. um the noah and and his contemporaries had to learn that a very hard way of who is the judge and who yeah. do we follow and who is the one God. Yeah. When you were talking about, oh, that passage in, in Habakkuk, mm-hmm. Habakkuk, Habakkuk, that passage in Habakkuk that you were talking about, um, you know, what prophet, what prophet is an idol when it, it, it can't even speak? How's it benefit It can't you? even hear. It shall teach. Rise. I, it's not saying anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> completely. It's just, but it's not that rem, that reminds me of that of that story in in First Samuel five of the of the god yeah. Dagon or Dagon. Oh yeah, however you want to pronounce that. Yeah, Dagon. Yeah, but they they keep they keep essentially like the Philistines are putting them up against God, and yes. who is represented by the Ark of God. Yes, yes. And uh, it keeps falling over. That's <laughs> so they right. keep leaving it alone with the Ark of God, and they come yes. back, and, and yes. Dagon is on his face, and yes. the last day they sure come in, back. Yeah, go ahead. And, that's uh, in 1 Samuel, yeah. 1 Samuel 5, yep. That's yeah. right. Okay, you, got, okay, you so got it, you said it, yeah. So in, in 1 Samuel 5, um, the final time they come back, and Dagon is, is on the ground, his, his head has fallen off. <laughs> And uh, right, and his and hands, his hands. Have been, yeah, his hands, and his broke hands have been broken off. Yeah. Only his body remains. So it's, it's just a stump. But anyway, what, what does that have to do with what, what we're talking about? The idea is that when we keep when we mm. keep changing who who makes mm. the rules, whether yeah. it is it is a wooden idol, right, um, or whether it's it's man's opinion outside the Bible, right. What's the difference? Right. Okay. And There's, so, and yeah. this is that question right there. What's the difference? Are you taking us somewhere? Do you have an answer right now for that? The, my point is... Give it to me. What's the difference between trusting in a wooden idol or mm. trusting in the opinion of man that's unbiblical? Mm. What's the difference between that? There, there, there really is not much of a difference mm. in terms of what's right and wrong. There's that's only right. one right answer, and that's the one right. right answer is following who is the one judge that is God, and he's the one that makes the rules. And that's the only way, as you were describing in your kind of anecdotal evidence mm. of of what makes peace between brothers and peace between enemies. And so we got the Bible as a marker, right? And the way we know it's true, yeah, archaeological evidence that's great, right? Yep. Well, the reason the reasons the Bible is reliable is because uh, when you do what it says, it works, <laughs> right? Like when you follow the teachings of Jesus, right? 
that perfect, along with the prophets that he uses to perfect the Old Testament and the picture that it gives of who God is and how he deals with people, his righteousness and his wrath and the solution that brings life to every single person, even faith through Jesus Christ, like you were saying, right? That whole gospel message is awesome. Jesus paid the price. We rely on him. We trust him. Cool. Check out some of our videos. We established this. This is great. But we see him at the top. He's the judge. He's the man. So when we consider that court scene, he's in his holy temple. He's high. And he sent his word. He sent his word out. All right. And his word is even been raised above his own name, Scripture says. In the King James, it's, misses, it's, it's different from uh, some other translations, but that makes it not mm -hmm. important. But the point is we can argue that very solidly, very clearly from Scripture, that God is the man. He's on top. Everybody has to do it his way. All right. But when we do it his way, it brings life. So he's not an oppressive leader. Praise. Yeah. The only one we can praise, God, that he's good. And he's light in him. is no darkness at all. All right. We can trust him. He's love. Love and kindness covers all his works. Thank you, Lord, for your word. And, and we can see that that's true. We can see that's true. Because when Jesus came and we look at him as the focus, wow, he gave, 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 gave even his life for people who hated him. Nobody received him. Even his disciples left him, abandoned him. Everybody did. But then he rises, the only one who is victory over death. All right, you the man. It's clear. It's been proven. But that victory starts when you trust him. He's, he says that he came that man may have life and abundant life, right? Life abundantly, bro. So if Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but then he comes that we may have life and have it abundantly, then that means he just nullifies the work of Satan, even his power, which is death. Mm, sounds like Hebrews to me right? And then what does he do? Then he leads us into life, even the, the fullness of himself, because he is life himself. In him is life, right? And mm -hmm. it's like, okay, so we're getting it. It's all fitting together, right? We're starting to hear some Bible verses that mix in and, and make sense. So it's a, when we focus on the life that comes from his judgments, then we're able to really figure out how we ought to deal with each other and live this out. Well, it really comes down to loving one another. Do good unto all men, especially the household, the house of faith, the household of faith, right? It's Galatians yeah. 6, came the verse, look it up, fast check me, right? But when we consider all these snapshots, I like that because when we look at the example of God first, then when we consider ourselves, because we're an image of who he is, now I want to do it like him. That means love till it hurts and then keep going. But yeah. we do know of God's wrath. We're saving room for God's judgment. But God, yes, he's told us what's right, what we should walk in, but he's also told us what's wrong. Like he's made it very clear. In fact, scripture tells us what Galatians 5, that the works of the flesh are obvious, they're clearly known. So we can't be like, well, we're not sure. You know, I've heard of the gray area, but I don't want to talk about it. Because the Lord's already given us an answer for that. In Ephesians 5, he says that we should bring everything to the light. We're reproving everything, hmm, right? Finally, the picture becomes clear. If I'm going to do it like Jesus, hmm, I'm going to do it by the word because Jesus did everything perfectly by the word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and 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 yeah, that yeah. that reminds me of a of of something that I was thinking about just the other day. Um, have you ever seen the movie Babe with the Pig? I have. I think I have. Yeah, it's not very good. No. It's it's kind of boring. Um, there's this part in the movie where. 
the he's got like a he's got a mom that's a sheep or something. I don't know. If people who listen to this have <laughs> never seen it, don't, don't worry, don't movie. worry about it. But he's kind of saying, why, why is this? Why is it this way? Why is it this way? And she says, you know what? It's just this is this is the way things are. Just deal with it. This is this is how we do things. And um, I think that there's there's a certain part of that that maybe we kind of we want to lean towards us like you know what just can you just just follow what i'm saying because this is just this is just the way we're going to do things and i'm not going to give you a reason but i was thinking about that quote and as we're talking about you know god is god's on top he's he's the big man upstairs he's making he's making the calls he Mm -hmm. makes the judgments and we have to love those but God, very rarely, if ever, in Scripture, we can see him saying, you know what, this is just the way things are. Just mm-hmm. do it because of this. What's really amazing about God's judgments and his commandments and us following it is that we serve a, a rational God mm. and a God who allows us to rationalize through things. I was Sometimes. talking to my brother-in-law the other day, and we were talking about um, just different different commandments that mm. we had that we kind of had like trouble getting over it. But the more we talked, it's like, okay, no, this is why, um, this is why stealing is wrong. That wasn't one of the things that we had a problem with, but this is why stealing is wrong because when you steal, Mm -hmm. it doesn't just affect you and this person, but it affects the community and it can break, it can break a whole thing down. And as you go through each one of God's commandments, even though we might be seeing that and in the moment saying, well, that can't be right. And I'm not going to follow that because that doesn't give me joy and happiness right now. Mm-hmm. And so it can't be what God wants. But everything that's written down in God's word for us to follow and for us to um, obey, whether it's Old Testament, New Testament, we can see that everything that God has ordained and has, has called into judgment and f- for us to do and for us to follow, it all has... It all has a mind behind it. It it has rationality. We can understand it and see how this is going to lead us into the light. It's going to lead us into a path that is going to give us joy and peace and love and avoid God's wrath. Yes. As we're talking about his wrath, not store it up for us, which it says in, in Romans 2. If we take advantage of God's kindness, all we're doing is storing up his wrath against us. But by following his commandments, not only is that just the way things are, but it's so much more than that. God has given us reasons to to see what he desires for us, to reason that out through our minds and say, actually come to the uh, intellectually honest conclusion that yeah. yes this is the best way to do this and this is why and so yeah and there's there's, so there's many, kind of this challenge yeah. in there and I'll, this will be kind of the, yeah. the last point yeah. but there, there's this challenge in there of just like when we're reading scripture and coming across things that that are that are just tough tough to swallow but i don't think god ever expects us to just say well well that's just the way things are but he's given us reason and rationale to understand that what what he wants us to do is actually looking out for for our best, yeah, um, and for us to to thrive and become more like him. Which is how you can make a statement such as, uh, if, it, it, these, "He's given us these commandments so that our joy may be full." Yeah, like I tell my children, "Listen, do what I say, and it's going to go so great for you. You're going to love it. Your life is going to be awesome." <laughs> yeah, and I can say that because I'm doing what God says. And yeah. my life is awesome because I obey him. And I'm going to teach them to fear the Lord. 
And that is really what we're talking about. Living Shema, the beginning of wisdom, obeying what you hear. Live what you are taught by the Lord. And this is amazing. And that's what this is all about. Go to church, meet with believers, get in the word, pray like crazy. We got to do this because this is what God has given to preserve us and to save us from his wrath that is to come because he's the judge, man. And he's going to bring it. And we're going to agree with it. We're going to agree. And the greatest judgment, the greatest commandment that he has given us is what this podcast is titled, Living Shema. (laughs) That's right. The number one, loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And if we can keep that, and the point, the reason why we've titled this project Living Shema is everything that trickles down from keeping that at the forefront of our minds, that, that, that fulfills our joy. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. There you go. Living Shema is produced by Benjamin Foote and Carl Wellborn Jr. Our intro and outro music was produced by Jason Vaughn. If you have a question, comment, or quip, please contact us via email at official at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.